Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, October 20th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to be in 2 Corinthians, but before we get to our scripture passage, let us begin with a prayer. This prayer was written written by Teresa of Lisieux in the 19th century, and it is absolutely one of my favorites. So let us pray. Lord Jesus, help me to simplify my life by learning what you want me to be and becoming that person. Amen. Amen. Isn't that great? That is great. Our scripture comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 5 through 12. Listen for a word from God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in clay pots, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Brett, what does it mean to have a treasure in clay pots or clay jars? What's the treasure and what's the significance of them being clay? Yeah, I think that that is that idea is is the the paradox uh, that that Paul is driving at in this um, in this scripture, both the paradox of the cross itself and the paradox of the cross in our lives um, that we are fragile beings that break easily, uh, that, that, that we are sinful, that we are clay pots, that, that, uh, if you drop us, we will break. Um, but there is this forever treasure that is within us, uh, both in the fact that we have the breath of God in us from creation, but that Jesus Christ has redeemed humanity in a way, uh, that goes beyond our understanding. Um, you know, and, and again, I just love, I just love the paradox of the cross because it doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> of of out of death comes life, out of uh, a torture device comes the greatest flourishing of life, and out of the worst of humanity comes the best of humanity, uh, and so I think that that's and in my reading of this is what we're seeing is this this contrast of the paradox of the cross itself and the paradox of the cross in us, um, that the, the power is not ours. I hate to say it, I'm not the treasure, uh, but, but that is God uh, that exists in me, that, uh, you know, 
that God has chosen to place into these clay jars, right? You are a treasure. Oh, I don't you. know I who told was, you that. I was fishing for that. Yeah, I thought you might be. You know, it's interesting because I think in different um, times, in different points in history, we read things a certain way. And I feel like I've always heard this and thought a lot about the clay jar, the mm. clay pot, right? That we are fragile. and and But actually, our friend, Dr. Dave Davis, I heard him once say, yeah, but what about the treasure? Yeah. Like, so I feel like the clay jar is I can't, um, but the treasure is I can through Christ working in me. Mm-hmm. And so it should really change how we view ourselves, right? I have a million flaws, and yet in I'm still called to live out this treasure in the world. And, um, and I'm really grateful for that. And, you know, Paul's list there, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. It's the idea that it will never be easy, but we will always be okay. Um, and I kind of, I needed to read that today. Like I needed to hear that um, we may be struck down, but not destroyed. We may be persecuted, but not forsaken. Um, I don't know. I just really love that idea that because of Christ, I have this ability to do incredible things. And because of Christ, when it is hard, I'm still going to be okay. Absolutely. And, you know, you saying that, I think I I, I misspoke in saying, you know, we are the clay and, and Christ is, is the treasure. I think to to what you said is is that's a misreading of this metaphor that that we are we are both because if because if, both and because if God is in us if the breath of God is in us if the spirit if the Holy Spirit uh, indwells in us as a temple the whole metaphor is us mm-hmm. both clay and both treasure uh, and I think that's to your point a really important uh, you know it's it's not a dichotomy it's not a dualism of the two it's it's a melding of and how many times do we talk about people in terms of one or the other? That's a good person. That's a bad person. Yeah. Guess what? All people are both of those. Yeah. And as people of faith, if we can remember that we have this treasure and lean more into developing that, I think that is will make us grow closer to who Christ has called us to be. Well, yeah. I mean, it's for me, It's this is the perspective I'm always trying to get back to and i fail every day over and over again but you know the starting point when i interact with another human being should be that treasure aspect that this is a beloved child of god Mm -hmm. more times than not i'm like this is a clay pot i'm dealing with (laughs) Uh, but uh for when i when we when i interact with someone um the absolute truth that I believe about myself is first and foremost that I'm a child of God. And the first and, and ergo, every time I interact with someone else, the truth, the bottom line, the starting point should be they are a child of God. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe we should approach people hoping to spot the treasure. Um, I had that experience in that uh, even as a small child at my grandparents' church, there were people who identified gifts in me. Um, and of course, when I joined the church as an adult, there were other people who, you know, identified ministerial gifts. 
we have this, uh, what is Lily? maybe seven or eight year old in our congregation. And a few weeks ago, I was just looking at her and I told her after church, I was like, you would make an incredible minister mm-hmm. because she just loves people and she loves God. And in my opinion, that's the only two criteria. We have to be a people who notice treasure, who notice talent and who reinforce that in others. Um, because you can really mark someone for the better in that way, I think. And, and, uh, Man, I don't know about you. I'm like really good at like recognizing someone's you know talents and then like telling you or telling my wife about oh, yeah, it but and not, not telling them. I'm like, man, they're really good at this. And mm-hmm. then like I leave it there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, let's just. I want to go on the record of saying if Lily Schreeder ever becomes a minister, I called it first. You, you okay, did. It's, it is on the internet forever. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, let us take. Let me take us out with a poem called "God" by. Khalil Gibran. In the ancient days when the first quiver of speech came to my lips, I ascended the holy mountain and spoke unto God, saying, Master, I am thy slave. Thy hidden will is my law, and I shall obey thee forevermore. But God made no answer, and like a mighty tempest passed away. And after a thousand years, I ascended the holy mountain and again spoke unto God, saying, Creator, I am thy creation. Out of clay hast thou fashioned me, and to thee I owe mine all. And God made no answer, but like a thousand swift wings passed away. And after a thousand years, I climbed the holy mountain and spoke unto God again, saying, Father, I am thy son. In pity and love thou hast given me birth, and through love and worship I shall inherit thy kingdom. And God made no answer, and like the mist that veils the distant hills, he passed away. And after a thousand years, I climbed the sacred mountain and again spoke unto God, saying, My God, my aim, and my fulfillment, I am thy yesterday, and thou art my tomorrow. I am thy root in the earth, and thou art my flower in the sky, and together we grow before the face of the sun. Then God leaned over me, and in my ears whispered words of sweetness, And even as the sea that enfoldeth a brook and runneth down to her, he enfolded me. And when I descended to the valleys and the plains, God was there also. Friends, thank you for joining us. We hope you will join us again on Friday. But now may you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.